Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WTYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your, your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Welcome to Enterprise Now. I am your host, Elsie Flinnard, and we have a wonderful, wonderful show for you this evening. I have with me my esteemed guest, Scott Lindbergh with American Website US, and uh, he has a wealth of knowledge that he's uh, going to share with us tonight. But first, before we get into the interview, I want to go ahead and do some housekeeping and tell you a little bit about the first annual Radio Summer Fun Celebration and Food Drive that we had this past Friday, August 5th. Um, and it was a phenomenal turnout. We had two dance teams with us, Waukesha Extreme Dance Team performed um, perform for us, as well as Liberty Dance Center. They were with us. They performed for us. Both da- dance teams did a wonderful job, and everyone had a great time. So thank you again to Liberty Dance Center and uh, Waukesha Extreme Dance Team. Thank you to our food vendors, Meat on the, on the Street and Sunset Popcorn for collaborating and making this a wonderful, wonderful event. And last but certainly not least, thank you so much to Hunger Task Force for partnering with us on this. It was a phenomenal um, food drive. It was our first one, first year, and we look forward to many, many more. We actually had so many donations in the donation box that the box was overflowing. So we had more than enough donations. So if you donated uh, on Friday, thank you so much. We really appreciate your help. Um, in helping us fight hunger in our communities. So at this point, let's go to, to our guest. He's um, Scott Lindbergh with American Website. Scott, how are you doing tonight? Super, LZ. Thanks for having me on Enterprise Now. Not a problem. So, Scott, tell us your story. Tell us where you first began and uh, give us all the details. I'm, I'm curious to know. Uh, you mean how the business first began? As much detail as you want. If you want to go all the way back to where you grew up and the sunny, however far back you want to go. Well, I don't know if I want to go back that far. That's that's pretty far. But I um, <laughs> I was in sales most of my life and, and really enjoyed it. Um, and then wound up working uh, actually in a sales position for an internet marketing firm uh, in New Berlin, Wisconsin, and um, really fell in love with internet marketing and um, let's see how, how should I try and make a real long story a little shorter than it has to be um, I uh, managed the search engine optimization and web analytics department uh, of that firm for a few years um, after transitioning from the from the sales role and then went to uh, be the internet marketing manager of uh, actually one of the, the most well-known software companies in the world, uh, which is based right here in Milwaukee, uh, did that for a few years. And then the, the software company was, was bought out by a um, venture capital firm. And anytime just, you know, just between you and me and the fence post, anytime your employer gets bought out by a venture capital firm, when you hear that, that those words, venture capital, that's like a, Unnoticed. That's a red flag, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that should tell you get 
plan B ready. Yeah, sharpen, sharpen <laughs> the, sharpen the resume. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I thought, okay, so what should I do here? Should I, you know, should I start looking for another job, or is it possible that I could, you know, uh, stay on here? Maybe, maybe there won't be a big upheaval. You know, uh, just because the venture capital firm bought the company doesn't mean that, you know, my job will have to go. Um, but I, so I started a business, and um, sure enough, within within a few. Uh, maybe six months, something like that, of, of the buyout, then the uh, marketing department of the company was reduced from seven people to two. And I was one of the one of the five that was no longer there. Um, but I had already started the business, already had my first client. And uh, so I, I literally, uh, uh, you know, this, this sounds like a joke, it sounds like I'm kidding, but I literally, on the way home uh, from the office that day, uh, stopped and bought a bottle of champagne. So I came in the back door with this bottle of champagne in my hand, and I said, "Honey, celebrate with me." They let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd that go? She, she was not as excited about it as I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I figured, you know, here's a here's a great opportunity to, you know, I, I already st- I already started the business. I, I had already started American website company LLC here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, Already, like I say, I already had my first client, and I figured, you know, here I got, you know, I got let go, you know, because of the downsizing at work, and which meant that I could collect some unemployment benefits, right? As long as you know the business wasn't too profitable. If you make too much money, then they don't let you collect unemployment. But if you don't make too much money, then you know. So I had like a cushion, you know. I figured here's a here's a safety net, right? So um, I thought, here's my opportunity to to go ahead and, and build this business um, with that safety net, with the unemployment there, uh, to help me out. And and uh, it was it was just you know the extra boost that I needed, and uh, it gave me the time to really build the business to the point where now it's I mean that's what I've done that's what I've done for a living now for you know for the last six years, and it's working well. Wow, that is a that is quite the story. Um, I'm I'm interested to know. I always try to get in, into the head of of entrepreneurs. What was what went through your mind at that moment where you realized that this is there's no turning back. This is you're going full steam ahead, and you know this is basically do or die. Um, well, you know, I I, I look at it like when you're when you're employed by somebody else, um, there's a false sense of security. I think I think a lot of people, uh, you know, when they look at should I, you know, should I go into business for myself or should I be somebody else's employee? There's the there's a false sense of security wrapped up in being somebody else's employee. Um, but any company can go out of business. I I've worked for. <laughs> here's an interesting part of my story, Elsie. I've worked for a dozen companies that no longer exist. Okay. And and so yes, I've been accused of being the jinx. Um, but I but I know I'm not. Um, it just it just happens to be that you know a coincidence, I guess, that that I've worked for several companies that you know that didn't have a long future. <laughs> um, but there's there's a false sense of security, and 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 I suppose the larger the company you work for, the you know, the more secure you you're, you think your job is, but you know, General Motors has been bankrupt. Chrysler's been bankrupt twice, right? So just because you work for a big company doesn't mean that you've got a secure future there. Um, and yes, there is risk in being self-employed, but um, you you have more control over you know what 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 your future is. When I when I came home with the bottle of champagne. <laughs> And my wife gave me that look like, oh no, you've got to be kidding. Uh, I reminded her that, you know, if if you're if you're working for somebody and you let go, well that's it. You know, the, your job is done. If you own a business and you have several clients and, and a client drops you, fires you, if you will, you have other clients. You know, you've got you've got other you, you know, it's, you're you're not dependent on the one Thing. Whereas if you're if you're working for somebody, you're dependent on that one thing. You're dependent on that one company. So 
so in a sense, there's actually there's actually more security in being self-employed. I'm not sure if that's exactly the question you asked, but yeah, yeah, that's that, that's good stuff. Um, I will mention if if uh, listeners out there, if you've heard the podcast that I run, Steve Pavelina, uh, he he really emphasizes what what Scott is saying. Um, he his basic premise is that you want to have multiple sources of of revenue or or of income, and his thing was as Scott just said, when you're employed, that's it. You have one source of, of, of income and you could lose that income at no fault of your own. So it's actually actually a higher risk to have that one source than it is to have multiple sources of income. So what you're saying, Scott, is right along the lines with, um, you know, with what I agree with as well. And what Steve Pavelina says in his his podcast is, you know, it's actually less secure. So yeah, that that makes perfect sense, especially to the entrepreneur's brain, right? I mean, we um, admittedly, we're wired a little bit differently <laughs> than most, so uh, I know that that'll res- resonate with our with our listeners. So I think this question is kind of already answered, but why did you choose marketing? Um, if you could help help me understand, outside of the fact that you had uh, the experience doing it, what was it about marketing? that made you say, okay, I can do this not only as a job, but as a business? Um, well, the, the experience is really the, the biggest thing. It's because I had been doing it um, for somebody else for several years. I knew what I was doing. Um, and I knew that I could provide that service to other businesses. Um, I, I once heard... Uh, an interview with Thomas Sowell, and he was talking about um, basically what money is. What is you know what's the what's the point of it? And it's basically a measurement of how valuable your you know your society considers you to be. Basically, how much value have you brought to the society? And he he gave the example of if you cut your neighbor's lawn, that's worth X amount of dollars. You provided that service, you know, that's worth X amount of dollars to your neighbor, and so your neighbor pays you for, you know, for cutting your lawn. So whatever it is, you know, internet marketing uh, or or whatever it might be, uh, building a website, I do search engine optimization, so getting you found on Google. So when somebody searches on Google for the products and services that your company provides, does your company show up? Um, so we, you know, we get you shown up, <laughs> we get you found. Um, you know, that's a valuable service. And what is the value to your company of that service? Um, and and if I, so if I can get your business to show up on Google and and get potential customers to find your website and to call you, um, you know, that that has some value. And so I can exchange that. Or you know, for the, that service for the money that you're going to pay me, um, and so I knew here I've got this skill. I've got you know I, I I understand how this works. I've got the ability to do this. Um, and 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 again, when I when I started the business, I was you know I was employed full time by somebody else. But then when that job came to an end. I already had the first customer, and that's, that's another thing that day that I, you know, reminded my wife of. I said, well, I've already done this once. I've got, I've got a customer. All I have to do is do that again. I just have to do it. I have to do it more. That's all to make more money, you know. And that's that's still the case. So here I am now, six years down the road. You know, if I want to increase my income, I've got. To, I just have to do that again. I have to do it more. <laughs> it's to the point now, of course, where. Um, my my plate is pretty full, and I'm probably going to have to hire somebody here soon to help me out uh, in order to expand it. But that's another story. So, well, let's. Uh, let's sorry, I, I'm running out now and forgetting your original question. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about how how you've grown to the point where now you're looking to um, to hire someone else. Um, Help us understand what that's like. What what kind of things are you thinking about in terms of getting ready uh, to bring someone on? Um, well, I, I I do know that my um, what I need help with um, is 
uh, you know, what's time consuming for me um, is web design and development. Um, I'm, I'm not by nature an artist, and so I work with um, freelance artists, including my daughter-in-law, who's a, a very talented artist, um, to do the art end of things for me. Um, and I am a web developer. I do HTML. I do CSS. I can do some PHP and JavaScript, etc. Um, so I can write the code uh, to build the website. Um, but it's time consuming. It just it just takes time. Um, so if I can hire somebody to do some of that work, then that would free up some of my time to go out and get more clients. Um, but of course, you know, it's a little. It's a little daunting. It's a little scary. I don't. I have. You know. I haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. And so, I figured the best way to dip my toe in the water, so to speak, um, is I've, I've. I actually put out an ad for uh, an internet marketing intern, a paid internship, uh, for this coming fall semester. Um, and I've gotten several resumes. A couple of which are are pretty good. So it looks to me like you know perhaps I'll wind up with a with a paid intern. Uh, for this fall semester, and my hope is that um, you know I, I, I'm I'm not ready to commit to hiring a full-time employee. Okay. Um, because I you know I understand that you know that I I feel like uh, there there's some there's some commitment on my part you know to hopefully have an ongoing job for that person, not just to hire them and then you know. If it doesn't work out, oh well, doesn't matter. You know, mm -hmm. it does matter. <laughs> yes. You know, because there is somebody you know who would be depending upon that income for their livelihood. And so, my thought is, well, let me dip my toe in the water here. We can start part time. We can start with an intern type position that's by nature a temporary situation. But my hope is to develop a relationship with a potential employee that could be an ongoing one and might result in uh, full time employment. And again, my thought is. You know, if it works, all I have to do is do more of it. And so, if 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 they if they can, in fact, do some of the things that consume my time, and and relieve me of you know take some of that some of that weight off, so that frees me up to go out and and get more clients. If that works, then all I have to do is do more of that, mm. and get more clients to let them do the the employee do the development work, which allows me to go out and get more clients, et cetera, et cetera. And hopefully, it'll build. Just like I built the other business, just you know, I mean, the rest of the business, just by, you know, I mean, built the business to this point. That's what I'm trying to say. Just by again, just doing what I've already done, just doing more of it. Gotcha. I think that's a really good uh, principle to uh, for entrepreneurs or people who who maybe are are thinking about starting a business or or getting into entrepreneurship, finding out what works and then just doing more of it. It sounds. It sounds common, like it's common sense, but I think at the at the at the foundational level, that mindset. We we talked a few weeks back about mindset, having that mindset of saying, "Okay, um, I'm willing to try uh, different things. Some of them will fail, some of them will work. Find that thing that works and just do more of it." A really really good yes, principle. Indeed. So what kind of things you you're mentioning that you're you're kind of searching for um some help. What kind of things do you look for? Uh in a potential employee? Yes. Um the the first thing is teachability. <laughs> um do they do they listen? Um and and can they be taught? Um, that's actually more important to me than the the skills they might have coming in. Um, and then in my case, um, just because of the nature of of my business, I it's not you know you don't come in and punch a clock and you know bolt bolt rivets onto parts all day and then when you're done you punch a clock and leave and I'm you know paying you by the hour. Um, I my office is in my home. My employee will not come to my home every day and work in my office with me. Most of what they do will be in their own space, at their own home. Mm 
in in their own hours, and so the, they have to be honest people. You know, they I, I I can't have somebody who's you know working two hours a day telling me they're working eight hours a day. But, you know, they've got <laughs> they've got to be straight up honest people. Gotcha. Uh, dependable. You know, people of integrity. Um, and then once you know, once I get past that, okay, then you know, what kind of skill do you have? Um, are, are, I'm really looking for somebody who either is a graphic artist that can be taught how to build websites or that has some website design and development experience. Um, you know, that, that, that has some skills. They don't have to be, um, you know, they don't have to be the world's greatest web developer, just, you know, just some some basic, you know, I've built a website or two before kind of thing. Gotcha. I know a little bit about HTML. I can teach them the rest. Okay, okay. So kind of in that same vein, talk to us a little bit about the responsibilities as a business owner. We, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about being an employee, how that's risky, um, and everything is going to have its 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 pros and cons, right? But help us understand a little bit more about when you are the man, you are the woman, you are the boss, everything rides on you. Help us understand some of the responsibilities that you have as, as the business owner. Well, my first responsibility, of course, is to my client. Um, if I help them, if I, if I give them the, the value, you know, um, that's, that's the most important thing. What I do, of course, is, is a type of marketing. And it's funny how many businesses will look at marketing as an expense. Um, or you know, they'll look at advertising as an expense. I don't think it should be looked at that way. I, I think it should be looked at as an investment. And if you're not getting a positive return on the investment, you shouldn't do it. Um, it's it's funny how, like in an economic downturn, like you know, we've we've experienced some not real great economic times recently. Uh, a lot of companies, the first thing they'll cut is their marketing and advertising budget. And to me, that just makes no sense. What, my, I wonder, you know, if that's if that's stuff that you know, you were just throwing money away on, why were you doing it in the first place? Mm -hmm. um, it should be that you're investing money in something that, you know, you're, you're, you're for, for every dollar you spend on your marketing or your advertising, you should be able to see that you're getting $1.50 or $2 or whatever it is back. You should be getting a positive return on the investment. And if not, you just shouldn't do it. So assuming that the dollars that my clients are paying me is returning a positive investment to them. They're getting business out of the marketing they're doing. They're they're getting new customers. Um, you know, if if I'm doing my job properly, that's what's going on. Um, that means that my client will continue to pay me, which means that my business will continue to thrive. And so, as I look at bringing on an employee, that again, it's still more of the same, right? Still to keep doing what I'm what I've been doing make sure that I'm continuing to give value to the client, um, which will ensure the future of the business. Um, and that makes the, the responsibility of, of being an employer, um, that, that means I'll be able to fulfill that responsibility and, and meet the payroll every month. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned in, in there how marketing shouldn't be looked at as an expense, but as an investment. Uh, what I've heard from talking with um, business owners is it's very difficult to measure the success of marketing. Can you speak to that a little bit? <laughs> sure. There's an old saying, um, half of my advertising is working. I just don't know which half. <laughs> That's right. And, and the the type of marketing that I do, internet marketing, digital marketing, um, that's something that that at this point is quite measurable. It's it's pretty easy to see where your dollars are going and what kind of a return you're getting on that investment. Um, when we uh, when we use a, a web analytics tool like Google, Google Analytics, for instance, if, if you're in business and you've got a website and you, and you don't have a web analytics tool on your website, 
you should you should you should get that. And Google Analytics is free; just do it. Um, anyway, what you do is you look at the data, and the data tells you, okay, this is this is how many people have come to the website. This is where they've come from. Mm -hmm. Are they are they are they typing in? Are they going to their web browser? Are they typing in www dot you know our website you know dot com, and they're coming directly to our website, or are they searching on Google or Bing or Yahoo for whatever our product or service might be? Mm -hmm. um, you know, blue plastic widgets, and then sure enough, we make blue plastic widgets, so we come up in the search results, and that's how they're finding us. Or are they clicking over from? Another website, somebody's blog, or an industry-related news story, or what have you, and they're, and they're clicking that. How are they getting there? And then, what are they doing on our website? Are they are they searching for something that they can't find? Are they getting the answers to their questions? In many cases, um, especially in a in a business-to-business, -business, a B2B situation, um, the the person who comes to the website, what they're really looking to do is they're looking to eliminate you. They're looking for reasons to take you off the list, reasons why you wouldn't be a good potential supplier or a good potential source of whatever it is that they want to buy. Um, so you know, if we make sure that the website answers the questions that they come with and, and make sure that that they, we're not giving them reasons to eliminate us, mm -hmm. um, then we can be on the short list of, you know, what what typically happens. I'm sorry, I'm just going way down. I'm just I'm just running on here, aren't I? No, that's, um, that's but what what happens, I'm sure, is is typically the the boss goes into somebody's office and says, find us three sources for X, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, you know it it could be. You know, we need to we need to repaint the offices. Find us three potential painters that we can get quotes from. Mm -hmm. And so the employee then dutifully goes to Google and types in you know commercial painting company and sees what comes up. And then that person's mindset is, okay, I need to eliminate the ones that aren't going to be good painters because I don't want to be in trouble with my boss for recommending bad painters. Mm -hmm. So then then they go through and and they. You know, they they whatever their criteria is, they come with a, a list of you know, are they going to give me a free estimate? Do they guarantee their work? How many years' experience do they have? Do they are they a member of you know the National Painters Society or whatever the thing might be? And they go through and look at the websites and they check off the boxes. And if if your website you know checks all the good boxes and doesn't check any of the bad boxes, then you're on the short list. Of the three that the employee then goes back to the boss and says, "I found these three. and then the boss says, "Great, get a quote from from each of them, and we go from there. And all the business owner really wants is to be on that list of potential quoters. That's all they want. that's you know that's that's the objective. Mm -hmm. So we just got to make sure that you're not eliminated from the search. And again, I'm sorry, LZ. I've forgotten your original question. No, not a problem. That's actually perfect timing. Uh, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back right after this on Enterprise Now. You're listening to WTYLDB Wathershaw, the talk and music you want to hear. I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission, to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu slash smallbusiness. Then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262-695-3468. Or you can email Russ at rroberts at wctc.edu. 
Hello and welcome back to Enterprise Now. I am talking with my guest, Scott Lindbergh, and we are really getting into the nitty gritty about internet marketing and how you can measure your success, the success of your campaign. So Scott, before break, we were talking a little bit about metrics and how companies um, typically are looking to, um, you know, take, take care of their bottom line by going out and getting quotes from different vendors and suppliers. So let's, let's keep continue talking about the, you know, internet marketing and how you can measure the success of your campaign. Great. Thanks for reminding me that that's what we were talking about was, <laughs> was measuring marketing. So if I can keep from running down these rabbit trails and forgetting the original question, we'll be all right. Um, so, okay, so let's say that we, we look at the data and we determine that, um, you know, we, we make, uh, you know, blue plastic widgets, let's say. Okay, so we look at the data and realize that a bunch of people come to our websites that have searched for widgets, and they may or may not take any action on our website. They, they may or may not uh, pick up the phone and call us to get a quote. They may or may not fill in the request to quote form on our website or go to the contact page, fill in the contact form, or download our, you know, our, our fancy data sheet on why our blue plastic widgets are the best blue plastic widgets in the world. Um, and okay, that might be all right if they've, if they've just searched widgets, because they might be looking for wooden ones or metal ones, and we don't make that, we make plastic ones. But if they've searched blue plastic widgets, which is, that's what we make, we would expect that person to take that next step towards becoming a customer. We would hope that that person for sure would call us or would ask for a quote or what what have you. And when they when they do that, we call that in the in the in the industry we call that taking a conversion action. They're taking that step towards becoming a customer. And the alternative to taking a conversion action, the alternative to that basically is just leaving our website, you know, which we, we may or may not see them again. They may or may not come back. We don't want that to happen. We want them to take a conversion action. And so, so we look at that and go, okay, so the people that type in blue plastic widget, exactly what we make, those people aren't taking conversion actions. Those people aren't asking us for a quote. What can we do to our website? What can we change to make sure that the people who really are searching for exactly what we do, the exact product or service we provide, what can we do to get those people to ask for a quote or to, or to come into our store or to pick up the phone or whatever the case might be? So then we, we ask ourselves, you know, what, we, what you're trying to do is put yourself into the mind of the potential customer. And that's the hardest part of marketing, period. It just is. It's... it's you know, trying to get yourself to think like a customer because everybody thinks, you know, most people in business, they, they think about, um, you know, what what the business calls their products or, or, or they think in terms of how they want to sell their product, but they don't necessarily think in terms of how the customer wants to buy. The, the hardest part is to, is to imagine the mindset of the, of the potential customer. Um, so again, here's just to use our example, let's say there's an employee who's been told, find three potential uh, suppliers that we can get quotes on blue plastic widgets. Um, in that person's mind then, okay, we're, let, let's go to these, the, the website of the widget manufacturers. Number one, do, does their website say they make plastic widgets? Because if it, if it doesn't, well, that might not be what we're, what we're looking for. It's amazing to me, Elsie, how many businesses, how many websites do not state clearly top of the page on their website what business they're even in. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, it, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of fancy taglines and you know, um, you know, stuff like our people make the difference. Yeah, I was actually you know, that, was, that kind of thing, what, and that's okay. What's funny but, is I was on a on a website literally the other day, and I, I you know I surfed around and I I spent probably a good three minutes just trying to figure out what exactly they did. I'm like, 
I read I read the whole spiel sure. and I'm like, I still can't figure out what you guys do. <laughs> so yeah, that sure. that's a point that is from experience I can tell you that's an issue. If I if I can't figure out in a short amount of time what you do, you probably aren't gonna see me as a customer. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, when they get to your website, they need to know immediately what is it that you do? What product or service do you provide? And then answer the other questions they've come with. And those, and those other questions might be, how many years have been in business? Or what other companies like, like mine or, or customers like me uh, have you served? Are there any uh, you know, like customer testimonials or any, you know, is, is, will anybody, you know, give you a good referral and say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this company is a good source for that product or service. Could be, um, you know, are you, are you in my area? Depending on what the business is, if it's, a, if it's a retail store, that's what they were, you know, that's an important thing is are you close enough to me that I can get to you? Um, you know, they're, they're, what's your price? What's your guarantee? Uh, you know, how, do you do you have qualified, certified, trained employees, or what, whatever the case might be? Whatever whatever questions they come with, your website should answer those questions. Gotcha, gotcha. And and so we look at it, you know, as this example. Okay, so we're searching for blue plastic widgets. What does our website say? We make blue plastic widgets. And are we a member of the you know plastic widget society? You know, and do we have any experience, you know, making plastic widgets? We answer all those questions on the website. Oh, okay, so let's, you know, let's change the website. Let's make sure we're adding all these things um, to make it more likely that people will take the next step. And then we measure the results of that. Is that, you know, we watch what happens. Is that working? You know, um, we, we, can, we can do what we call A-B testing. We can, we can put one page out there that emphasizes how many years we've been in business. We can put another page out there that emphasizes uh, our, our, you know, our big selection. We've got, you know, plastic widgets in more different colors than anybody else. And we can see what, which, which will the potential customer respond to, what's more important to them. And whichever, whichever works, um, we, we're going to keep doing more of that, and whatever doesn't work, we're going to stop doing that. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, help us understand what other kind of um, marketing you you guys engage in. I heard you mention you do, um, you know, websites and that type of thing. So, internet marketing, and this is me just asking out of curiosity. Um, what does what does that entail? Are there different? Um, parts of internet marketing or is it all SEO? Oh, well, SEO stands for search engine optimization. <clears throat> and what that is, uh, if, you, if you use a search engine like Google or Bing or Yahoo, um, you're, you're going to type in a search term and the search engine is going to return what it thinks are the most relevant search results. Um, you know, so if we go to Google and search blue plastic widgets, for instance, um, Google will then re, you know, say, okay, these are the pages that we have indexed that we think are relevant to that term, blue plastic widgets, and uh, they'll list them in order of what they think is, is the most relevant you know, down to the least relevant. Um, and there's a couple of different things. If you, you know, if you look on the search results page, um, you know, if, you, if you're on Google and you, and you look at the results, you know, for instance, I just, just for example, I just typed in Nike shoes, okay? So what I see on the page is first I see an ad, you know, so here's, here's somebody selling Nike shoes. It's a, it's a paid ad. You can click on it, and the, the company who's, whose ad is there, you would cost them money by clicking on that ad <laughs> because that's, um, that's, a, that's a paid you know, a pay-per-click ad, they call it. We, you know, you, you pay whenever somebody clicks. Um, and that's going to be at the top of the search results page. Google is a multi-billion dollar company, and that's how they make their money. Um, beneath the ads, beneath the paid 
search results are what what's known as the organic search results or the natural search results, and you can't pay to be there. Um, there's just there are very complex algorithms that the search engines have set up to determine what what page shows up in the organic or natural search results at the top, and which one is second, and which one is third, and all the way down the line. And just so you know, my search for Nike shoes. Um, Google says that there are 88,800,000 pages that they have indexed that they think are relevant wow. to that term. So, of course, the number one result shouldn't surprise us is Nike.com. All right, Scott, that, that is our break music. So we're going to have to a sense. break. We'll be right back in a few minutes. This is Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flynn. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. If only your website showed the value of what you offer. You are better than the competition, but nobody seems to know it. If only you ranked higher in the search engines. American Website Company solves those problems for a lot less than the big agencies charge. American Website Company, 414-477-5739. 414-477-5739. Visit AmericanWebsite.us. That's .us. All right, and we're back on Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. I'm here with my guest, Scott Lindbergh, and he is just inundating us with so much awesome knowledge about web marketing, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, web analytics, web usability. We haven't gotten into social marketing yet, but I think that's going to be my next question. And we're, we also talked a little bit about web design. And before the break, Scott was um, taking us through the um, the Nike website and some of the, the nuances on how, they're, uh, how they show up in the Google uh, uh, search uh, menu and organic search results and paid pay for click and all that good stuff. So Scott, um, let's continue on that, on that path of, of educating us on all these, these wonderful SEO, SEM and web ad analytics. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. So it should be no surprise to us that if we search for Nike shoes, the first organic search result is Nike.com. That just makes sense. Of course, that's the most relevant to the search, you know, to my search term. But then we see pages like Foot Locker and Famous Footwear and Zappos, and these are retailers. So that makes sense. These are places where I can where I can purchase the thing that I've searched for. Um, so search engine optimization is the art and science, if you will, of optimizing your web page to show up for the search terms that are important to you. So if you sell Nike shoes, obviously, obviously you'd like to be on the first page of Google for that particular term, whatever your product or service is, blue plastic widgets. You know, you'd like to be on the on the first page of the natural search results. So that's what search engine optimization is. We also do what is commonly called search engine marketing, which is management of paid search advertising campaigns. You can you can manage that yourself. All you have to do is give your credit card to the search engine, give your credit card to Google. And they will be happy to send you lots of traffic to your website and charge you for each one. Um, that is, a, it's a good way to spend a lot of money. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but if you want to spend it effectively, there are ways to do that. You should manage it properly so that, again, talking about the return on your investment, make sure that every dollar that you put into that, you're you're getting some return on. You know, it should be a profitable thing, or you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So you should be getting you know customers for it. Um, we also do web analytics, which is um, basically analyzing the the data of, as I mentioned before, you know, where where did people come from to your site? What pages do they visit? Are they doing the things that you want them to do on your website? Are they finding the information that they want to find and getting their questions answered? Um, web usability uh, is is basically taking a look at 
Um, is it is it easy for people to use your site? It's just it's just as simple as that. Are they are there idiosyncrasies to your site that require them to relearn how to use your your website? Is it is it so hard to navigate that they can't find uh, what they're looking for? Mm -hmm. um, or is it or is it easy? Does it make sense? Is it logical? Is it user friendly? Um, social marketing is. Uh, oh, and I, I should say, of course, of course, we do web design and development. Okay. Um, you know, that just that just goes hand in hand. You mentioned social marketing as we as we just came back from the break, mm -hmm. uh, and we can we can help you with that as well. Um, social marketing is all the buzz these days, um, and it, what it is is you know they they say that uh, word of mouth is the best advertising, mm -hmm. always has been, yep, always will be, yep. Um, and, and the word of mouth used to occur over the backyard fence, <laughs> you know, neighbor talking to neighbor, you know, oh, I see you got, you know, your house painted, who, you know, who, they did a great job, who, who painted your house? And there's, there's the, the word of mouth advertising that way. Um, and these days, the, the social marketing is the backyard fence because there are a lot of people that don't even know their neighbors' names anymore in, in you know in 21st century America, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's unfortunate, um, you know. But it's just a, a byproduct of the world we live, we live in. We're all very busy. We're you know we're coming and going. We're, we're not spending time talking over the backyard fence with our neighbors like like we used to years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter and we're on Pinterest and we're on LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. That's the backyard fence, and so that's where the the word of mouth is. Um, you know, it's it's amazing that there are there's over 100 million uh, LinkedIn members in the United States. Wow. Um, and and you know, it's, it's even even if you look at something like Pinterest, 88% um, of Pinterest users have purchased products. That they pinned on Pinterest, hmm. you know. So here's here's tools where obviously businesses can use them to interact with their potential customers, um, because that's where their customers are. It's like it's like it's like they can be across the backyard fence from their customer and interact with them. Uh, it's a time-consuming thing, though, and you've and you've got a the you know the the business presence. On the social network has to be like a person, you know, talking over the backyard fence. You have to, you know, the the, the business has to be like a person uh, interacting socially. Hmm. Um, you know, so that's that's something that, you know, again, we can do that for you, um, uh, and and obviously you you know that's a, a valuable service that we you know there's the value that we can provide is to free up your time to run your business. You know, while we do the social marketing, another thing we can do, and actually it's funny, but I, I guess I didn't say this back in the beginning when you asked how my business started. The business is called American Website Company, mm -hmm. and um, the original intent, my original intent when I started the business, when I named it that, was to do translation, Americanization, if you will, translation into the English language. Of, of website pages for uh, foreign companies that wanted to sell to the American market. Hmm. You know, so if you're in Germany or you're in Brazil or whatever, and you, you know you're manufacturing products and you want to sell them to the American market, you should have a website that speaks American language. <laughs> yeah, um, slightly important. If you, if you just if you just throw your your you know if you're in Venezuela or Guatemala or wherever you know uh, uh, Argentina, you've got it. You're you're a Spanish speaker. And you take your Spanish speaking Argentinian website and you throw that into Google Translation and you have and have it spit out English language, and think that that's going to be the the text on your English website. That doesn't work well. Hmm. It's not going to translate. Uh, into the way Americans think and speak, and so um, I thought, well, I'll provide this Americanization service, uh, you know, to make these these uh, websites speak the language of Americans, so that you know uh, they'll be able to connect better with their potential customers. And that never really got off the ground, um, but now I'm circling back. <laughs> 
and I actually I've actually got a couple of people who um, uh, speak Spanish and, and speak Portuguese, which is what they speak down in Brazil. Um, and that's a service that I'm going to start to offer again in the very near future. We're, we're getting ready to do that, which I think is interesting because that was the original intent, and then the business wound up going down this other pathway. So, <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. Well, Scott, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. We have some some questions from um, some folks, and um, I'd like to read those. And if you could uh, give your your answer on those that would be great so the first question i have okay. is from ann and um, ann says with all of the ongoing changes in how search engines are ranking companies for different keywords are there some recent penalties we should be aware of and then um, her follow-up question um, is what are some ways to make sure that you stay ahead of the changes that may seriously impact your rate rankings Ah, fair enough. Um, the the Google and the other search engines, Bing uh, and and any other search engine, um, they've got complex algorithms that they use to determine which which page is going to rank, you know, first in their search. Um, so again, you know, just to use my Nike shoes example, over 88 million pages Google has indexed that it thinks are related to to Nike shoes, um, and it has to rank them in some order. Um, and the the algorithms figure that out and and just rank them in the order. Um, and over the years, people have figured out different things that the search engines think are important. No one knows for sure what's in the algorithm except the people who write the algorithms. But um, through observation and, and trial and error and experience over the years, people in this industry, the search engine optimization industry, have figured out you know, what's important. For instance, um, it's valuable if your URL, your web address, has the keyword in it that you'd like to rank for. It's valuable if the page title of, of your page has the keyword in it that you'd like to rank for. Obviously, it makes sense that you should have the, the keyword in the text of the page, you know, just to give you a couple of examples of, of things that, of course, the Google algorithms undoubtedly look for. So people figured out, you know, years ago, well, I can, you know, just do more of this stuff, you know, whatever it is that the that the algorithms think is important. Um, and then, so just to give a quick example, if if it was, um, you know, athletic shoes, if that's my term. People would have a page that was, you know, there could be a thousand words on it, and 500 of them would be athletic shoes. Um, and and that kind of keyword stuffing, they call it, um, would result in that page uh, being at the top of the of the search results. Well, the search engines figured out, you know, people are kind of gaming the system here by by just adding these these search terms. You know, just stuffing their pages with the keyword terms. We've got to, you know, come up with some ways to to fight against that. And so they build it into their algorithms things that fight against what, you know, what some people might be doing to, you know, cheat the system, if you will. So a, a couple of the more recent ones um, have had interesting names. Um, uh, Google's had a an update that they called the Panda update, for instance. Um, uh, basically, trying to uh, not rank so high pages that they considered to be um, uh, not valuable, not not having a lot of good information on them. Uh, they had a what they called a, a penguin update, which um, the the uh, was an update to eliminate um, or or to to rank down, if you will, um, pages that they suspected. Uh, where people were buying links to their page. If you're, that's one of the things that's in the algorithms is the the more links you get to your web page, the more valuable the search engines are going to think your web page is, and so they're going to show your web page higher up in the search results. And so people just, oh man, well, I can just if I just you know get a bunch of links from a bunch of other websites, uh, you know I'll show up higher in the search results. 
and people were even buying links. They were they were paying other websites to link to their website uh, to to get up higher in the search results. And and Google said, well, okay, we're going to figure out ways to figure out if if people are buying links, and if we determine that a link is a purchased link, we're going to like disqualify that link, and and your page will rank lower. There was a hummingbird update, um, which was basically based around how quickly does your web page load? If you have a real slow loading web page, uh, your site will likely rank lower in the search engine results. Um, so they they come up with these these big changes to their algorithm every once in a while. They make minor changes continually. They update their algorithm more than once a day. Um, they, but these big major changes that have goofy names like penguin and hummingbird, um, they, they don't come as often. You know, every every six months, every year, something like that. There's some big change. The main way to to make sure that you're not downranked when they come up with these big changes is to just do proper search engine optimization in the first place and not try to game the system. Um, you know, so not buying links, not just doing keyword stuffing. What is what is Google, what is Bing trying to do in their search results? They're trying to show the most relevant result to your search term. So let's make a page that is about your keyword term, your important keyword term, and let's provide something of value. Let's let's have content on there that's about the term that explains, you know, if it's blue plastic widgets. What is a blue plastic widget? Do we have pictures of blue plastic widgets? Do we have videos about blue plastic widgets? Do we explain why our company is the best source of blue plastic widgets? We do them better than everybody else, and here's why. Here's a list of why. Um, and if we're if we're doing that right, if we have original content, if we have content that people will find valuable, then the the search engines are going to do a pretty good job of figuring out that that your website is valuable to humans, and they're going to do a pretty good job of making sure that you rank high. And if you're doing stuff legitimately, you're not going to get caught out when they do one of these big updates. Gotcha. Well, Scott, we are coming up on the end of our time, and it's been a, a, a blast. I've learned so much about uh, SEO and, and uh, internet marketing in our time together. So the final question I have for you, and we have about two minutes, what advice would you offer entrepreneurs starting out today? Uh, bring some value to the market. Provide something, some product or service um, that's, that's unique. That you do better than anybody else, um, you know, and, and that that could be it could be that you offer a bigger variety. It could be that you that your store is open longer hours than other stores. It could it could be that you uh, are, are willing to offer free delivery where nobody else is, or a longer guarantee, or whatever. But provide something uh, that makes you unique that other people don't provide. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Scott, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Um, I learned a lot and I know that my listeners, um, they're, they're, they're learning a lot and, um, give us your contact information, how folks can get in contact with you if they want to, um, to use your services or to just call you to ask, um, additional questions. Sure. Uh, our website is AmericanWebsite.us. So it's American website, all one word. It's not American websites, plural, American website, singular. And it's .us, like United States, not .com, American website, .us. My email address, if you want to just email me directly, is scott at American website, .us. So S-C-O-T-T -T at American website, .us. Uh, phone number is 414-477-5700. Uh, That's 414-477-5700. 5739 and we'll be happy to do whatever it is that you need inter internet marketing to do for you. Get found on the search engines, get more people to come to your store, get some people to pick up the phone and call you. Whatever you need internet marketing to do for you, that's what we do for you. Awesome, awesome. Again, that's Scott Lindbergh with American 
website.us. Thank you again, Scott, for being on the show. Thank you, LZ. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Not a problem. You've been listening to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. I want to shout out the folks who had anything to do with the first annual WQYLDB Radio Summer Fun Celebration and Food Drive. We had a fabulous turnout. Thank you so much to Hunger Task Force for partnering with us. Thank you to Waukesha Extreme Dance Team for performing with us. Thank you to Liberty Dance Center. And also thank you to our food vendors, Meat on the Street and Sunset Popcorn. You've been listening to Enterprise Now with Elsie Flinnard on WQYLDB Radio. Talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.